When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Oh, great, great, great. D-Train, classic. And why am I leading in with D-Train? One of the all-time great dance songs in the disco era. Because we're talking transportation now, transportation. As, uh, remember Lost in Space, Robbie Robot would say, Danger, danger, Mr. Robinson, danger, danger. It's all coming to a head. And we're being pimp-slapped around as taxpayers, ladies and gentlemen. Let me first explain. This is your lunch hour edition here at WABC. For 45 minutes, I do a rip and read and give you commentary. No calls here. I'm call-driven all weekend long. No guests, just you. But coming off of uh, Bill O'Reilly's 15 minutes, in which he's giving you sort of geopolitical, national, regional, some local news, you know me, hardcore, live and local. It's never best of because that's always best or worst of. Let's get right into the fresh cuts because you're being warned, warned by elected officials at all different levals. At the gubernatorial letter level, missing in action, Kathy uh, Crime Wave Holcomb was in California fundraising this past Friday and Saturday. Not on a schedule, but hey, you know I'm going to do the deep dive. None of the reporters are going to ask her. No, no, no. Basically, she's a protected class, protected politician. She's a a female Democrat governor, so she's not going to get parried around. As I have said, what was your schedule? She was out fundraising against healthcare with healthcare executives in Los Angeles, in Irvine, up in Napa Valley with Pelosi, her husband. God only knows, maybe uh, Pelosi's husband drove her back to SFX Airport where she came to New York to do more fundraising against the only person left to save our state, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Get that vote out on November 8th, although it's going to be four more years of miserable. And here is the agency that she is in charge of, the MTA, money-taking agency, right? Have you seen her commenting on it? Have you seen her visiting the subways, the buses that are run by the MTA locally? Have you seen her commenting on the Long Island Railroad or uh, MTA North? No, no, no. Going into Westchester and Connecticut? Absolutely not. She's been missing in action with transit crime up 53%. The MTA, the money-taking agency, is now saying that it needs a huge cash infusion to offset pandemic-era ridership. Well, guess what? Guess what, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb? 
There's no more stimulus dollars. There's no more ripoffs of the taxpayers here and all over the country. Papa Chulo, President Joe Biden cannot deliver an extra nickel, dime, or penny to the MTA, nor can uh, Senator Chuck Schumer. He's always been Santa Claus with our money. That's right. He's been Santa Claus with our money. Let me give you the headlines. Every major newspaper, they're warning you that the MTA, money-taking agency, is going to go broke. It's going to go Chapter 11. Check it out. MTA faces stark options in addressing slow ridership gains, growing fiscal roles. The the New York City Transit president says, we're going to issue surveys to help bring the riders back. Schmuck, pots. A survey is not going to bring subway riders back. The number one issue is crime in the subways. It's jumped 53%. And you think a freaking survey at taxpayers' expense is going to bring riders back? But it's not limited to subways and buses. Check out over at the LIRR. They're claiming that the cost of transit for the LIRR is going to absolutely explode because they don't expect riders to come back until 2035 to pre-pandemic lockdown levels. Did you hear that? Not 2025. They don't expect normal ridership back on the Long Island Railroad to 2035. And then all the governor can speak about, Governor Crime Wave Holcomb, is not what to do about the MTA money-taking agency. She came up with this grandiose plan with Mayor Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan, to revitalize the Penn Station area. Not to improve the transit. No, no, Long Island Railroad. Not to improve the transit of the MTA, the subway service there, but to line the pockets of her benefactor, her Medici, Stephen Roth of Vernado. What do discraxia? Editorial after editorial is saying, veto the Penn Station revival plan. Veto it. It's nothing more than fundraising for Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, and it's not going to improve transportation one iota. I mean, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's another headline. MTA faces $2.5 billion funding gap in 2025 with riders slow to return. But the head of the MTA money-taking agency appointed by a missing in action crime wave Kathy Holcomb says, we're going to do a survey to try to encourage people back. But there's a hidden mission and message here. And this was planted well back in the campaign. But, of course, the media wasn't paying attention. Because the media insulated their chosen uh, Mashiach for the city of New York, first in the Democratic primary. You had ranked choice voting. Their choice editorially across the board was Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Borough president. And he planted the image long ago. He was insulated from criticism. I want to play you a cut. In the midst of the campaign in which Eric Adams, the mayor now, advocated for free transit fare. Now, I'm going to have to play this twice, Lou, because people are going to say, where the hell did you get this from? How come I didn't hear this in the middle of the campaign? What kind of a screwball or crackpot would advocate free fare, which would mean that there would be absolutely no turnstiles, no gates, no prevention mechanism 
to keep the loony kazoonies, the people that are already plaguing the system out, they would basically be able to go in and out at will. Listen to candidate then, Eric Adams. Thank you free. Uh, and really encourage uh, everyone to use it. I have a metro car and I know the importance of public transportation. I will ensure that it's a free system and those who could afford to pay more in taxes will pay more in taxes and to have this great lifeblood of our city. That was said in the midst of the Democratic primary in which uh, you ended up having three finalists in the ranked choice voting. Now, Lou, I'm going to need you to play that again because a lot of people are going to think maybe I made this up. You know, maybe I somehow pieced together statements of then-candidate Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. But there are two specific important issues here that he talks about that he said will be part of his plan if he becomes mayor. Listen closely and intently. Put your sandwich down. I know this is lunchtime. Turn that air conditioner off. It's a lot cooler today than it's been in the past few days. You need to listen to this because if this had been publicized as it should have, then everybody would have realized we're leading into a system that is going to completely implode the MTA money-taking agency. Thank you free uh, and really encourage uh, everyone to use it. I have a metro car and I know the importance of public transportation. I will ensure that it's a free system and those who could afford to pay more in taxes will pay more in taxes and to have this great lifeblood of our city. Two parts. I'll ensure that it is a free system and I'll ensure that those who can pay more taxes pay more taxes. The very people that he has gone to to get wine dined in pocket line, the real estate interest. He's already raised a million dollars, believe it or not, in six months to run for mayor again in 2025, the chutzpah, the culions, the huevos. And see, he wants a free fare. Now, don't you think this should have been primetime news? And the reason I mention all of this is there is a MTA meeting tomorrow, which they're saying is the apocalypse now, the doom and gloom meeting. If the MTA doesn't get more money from other sources, They may go bankrupt. Listen to the new MTA chairman appointed by Missing in Action, Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb. Remember, she's in charge of the MTA. Eric Adams, as our mayor, is only in charge of security, the security that comes with the transit police. We'll get to that momentarily. The MTA chairman just last week, Jan Lieber, argued that the MTA needs to shift to a funding model that is less dependent on fares to keep the trains running. 50% of the budget of the MTA is based on what people pay to ride. The subways, the buses in the city, the Long Island Railroad, or Metro North. That is waning because only, actually, 30% of the people who uh, take buses now, city buses, are not paying their fare. 12% of people who take the subways already believe, as Eric Adams, a candidate, say, uh, said, it's a free fare. They're not paying. So the MTA chairman said, we're an essential service that needs to be paid for, and it shouldn't be on the backs, get this, of riders. He said that in November. You see, I don't forget. I'm like an elephant. I never forget. I keep notes. People make fun of me. Right, Lou, right? They say, what's all the clutter that you have in the office? Stacks and stacks of files. 
because I remember, and then I go for the documentary evidence. We're being set up, ladies and gentlemen. We're being set up as they're going to drop the fiscal bomb on our heads. They're going to declare that they can't collect the fare. And you know why? They're going to use the situation that occurred over the weekend at 125th Street off Lexington downstairs, the 4, 5, or 6 train. There's a mini precinct there. You saw the video, hopefully over and over. I, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why they're blurring out the video now. Can anybody explain why this 17-year-old thug, who, wait till you hear the rap record he has, 17-year-old thug, his face is being blurred out. The face of his uh, girlfriend is being blurred out. Why? Because they're considered juveniles at 17. Is this crazy? The initial video didn't have them blurred out, right? You notice, we got to see these enemies of society, but now they're being blurred out. And then we're trying to find out, okay, this guy and his girlfriend were cut loose. They were arrested. They were charged with assault on a police officer, obstruction of governmental administration, and resisting arrest. On Sunday morning, they were released on their own recognizance at their court appearance. So naturally, right away, hey, I don't always want to blame Alvin Bragg. It's easy because he's friend of the criminals, turn them loose, Alvin Bragg, and enemies of the citizens. But the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, when asked about this by the New York Post, said it was unable to confirm the boy's release. How about calling him the thug's release? Noting that the case had been sent to family court and sealed, given the boy's age. The suspect had previously been arrested April 12th in the 75th Precinct, East New York, Brooklyn, largest precinct in the city, for carrying a loaded gun. Uh, Haven't I been saying that about Eric Gonzalez, the Brooklyn DA? When you're busted and you're carrying a loaded gun, you don't get arrested. He sends you to a diversion program. I'll bet you that's where this young thug was going, a diversion program of the Brooklyn DA. And in addition to that, he was busted again for carrying a loaded gun in Midtown South and committing a robbery. He was released both times with each case sealed. Now, we heard from Pat Lynch to PBA saying this is an outrage. Did we hear from the missing in action police commissioner? Hey, Hey, uh, Lou, uh, any cuts to the police commissioner, CO? I'm outraged. Uh, how dare they attack our police officers? In fact, there's a report that attacks against transit police officers have skyrocketed like crime in the subway 53%. Did we hear from Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan to deal with this rising crime? Did he come to the defense Of the two police officers, the two African-Americans, one male, one female, that were attacked at 125th Street, right there in the station at the 4, 5, and 6 train. No, he was too busy defending that reverend in Canarsie that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, defending him. (laughs) But not the cops. Now imagine if you're a police officer. The mayor says nothing. The police commissioner says nothing. Elected officials say nothing. You're left on your own, so are you going to start swinging and winging with thugs and thugettes, or are you just going to mind your own business? 
You know what the tale of the tape tells you on this one. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Jewish guy created this song, Greenbaum, right? Is he talking about Hashem or JC? Great song, great song. Please play it underneath here, Lou, because we're looking for God. Is God a man or is God a woman? That became the issue at a press conference conducted about by our mayor, Eric Adams, a swagger man who has no plan. In fact, Lou, he was uh, at Harlem Hospital, 145th Street, for a very serious issue, talking about the need for more mental health services on Sunday. wasn't a private meeting. It was open to the press. And the gaggle from Room 9, all the reporters who were assigned to him were there. And they were covering his statements. And they were important because the mental health crisis in New York City has exploded. We'll deal with this uh, this week. I'll tell you why it's happening. Uh, the mayor didn't touch on that. But at a certain point of the press conference, there's like 28 reporters in the room and obviously officials from Harlem Hospital and people uh, who deal with mental health. And he had this to say. Please lower that music uh, because I want everybody to hear what the mayor of New York had to say about how lucky we all are. Every skill I've ever acquired is coming to play right now. (laughs) You know, I mean, from monkeypox to COVID to, you know, asylum seekers. This is a moment where leadership matters. I think the creator knew we were going to have a difficult time. So uh, she made sure I was mayor at this time. She made sure I was mayor this time. Now, look. Look, it was hot. Come on, you know, uh, the mayor may have had a heat stroke. It was very common this past weekend, and the hot, sweltering heat sometimes felt like it was uh, tipping 106 degrees with the humidity. Maybe he had a heat stroke, or maybe it was that electrified uh, suit jacket he was wearing that caused him to lose his mind. Please, please, uh, Lou, I need to hear that again and dissect and bisect this. Every skill I've ever acquired is coming to play right now. (laughs) You know, I mean, from monkeypox to COVID to, you know, asylum seekers, this is a moment where leadership matters. I think the creator knew we were going to have a difficult time, so uh, she made sure I was mayor at this time. She made sure that Eric Adams was mayor. Now, Did any of the reporters ask follow-up questions? Because that's pretty astounding. You know, God made sure that Eric Adams was the mayor during all these crises, and he mentioned them. You know, COVID, monkeypox, revival of the city. Now, he said, God is a female. Uh, Is he a Hindu? Because uh, having been to ashrams in India, from Bombay to Pancheri uh, to Madras, uh, if memory serves me correct, is Kali, the Sita. It was the incarnation of the wife of Ram. They got like 4,000 gods. You can't expect me to remember all of them. Oh, wait. Durga. 
Durga was the number one female goddess in the Hindu religion because she went out and killed the demons. You know what, Lou? Give me that chorto, please. Give me that chorto, and I'll tell you what he really meant. <laughs> you know what? When he laughed, you know, it's sort of like the chorto that Hillary had, the chorto that Vice President Harris has, right? You know, giggles. This was meant. He laughed at first because he looked at the 28 white reporters there, and he said to himself, watch, these dopey white reporters are going to buy this lock, stock, and barrel that I was anointed by a goddess. God is a goddess, a woman, to save the city. And watch, now one of them will ask me any questions. <laughs> and he was right. You stupid reporters out there. Man, what, what the hell was that? All right, enough of that, Shorto. He laughs at us every day. Crime is skyrocketing. Everything is getting worse than it was under Comrade Bill de Blasio. (laughs) And you would have thought the reporters would have said, since it was a press conference, a very serious one about mental health issues, something we need to address, it's getting worse out there. In fact, it also had to do with all the people, all the emotionally disturbed people walking right in the middle of the FDR drive, uh, the Cross Bronx Expressway, the Grand Central Parkway, stopping cars in the middle of traffic trying to uh, beg for money. And he basically dropped that bomb, and there was no follow-up questions. I guess the reporters have been so beaten down by Eric Adams because their complexion is not their protection that they wouldn't even follow up on that. Meantime, yesterday, did the mayor say anything about the two two police officers, a brother and sister, who had to fight for their lives with those two young thugs and thuggets at 125th Street by the 4, 5, and 6? No. But you know who he was defending? He was defending his very dear friend, Bishop Lamore Whitehead of Canarsie. And boy, the over-under now in the streets is, is that this guy has really pulled a fast one. He's pulled a fast one. Remember, he said he was robbed at gunpoint on Remsen Avenue, just four blocks where I was birthed and raised. And at first, we saw the video because it was on live stream. You had three brothers came in there with hoodies on. Everybody hit the deck, including the reverend who was sucking the the wood floor. And he claimed that he was robbed of $400,000 in jewelry. Within 24 hours, it became a million dollars in jewelry. And everybody out there, white or black, was saying, religious, non-religious. This guy is looking to scorn an insurance policy. The mayor came out and defended his friend because, remember, it was this Rolls-Royce driving reverend, uh, pimping behind the wheel, who was going to turn in Abdullah Abdullah. Remember the guy who was on that Q train on a Sunday morning at about 1130 in the rear car uh, with... uh, the employee of Goldmine Sachs who was going to see his brother for brunch. And he just pulled out his weapon, shot him twice in the head. He was dead by the time they got to Canal Street. Uh, the passengers fled, and he fled. And so family members, it made sense that they would have this guy as their reverend. You know, criminality goes right into the, uh, the uh, black regal robes of pastors, too. Reached out to pastor here. Bishop Lamar Miller, and said, man, we're going to turn Abdullah over to you. Please bring him to the 5th Precinct. And he gets on his cell phone, and he calls up his very dear friend, Eric Adams. Eric Adams admits this. 
And he says, I want to turn Abdullah in. Eric Adams says, meet me at the 5th Precinct. We'll do it live at 5 because everything has to be televised. Uh, And he was on his way to the 5th Precinct. And DTs heard this at one police plaza, and they were very astute. And they decided, we can't let Eric Adams style and profile arrest because he'll be doing it every live at 5. They intercepted Abdullah, who was coming out of the legal aid office of his attorney. Naturally, we're paying for that. And the legal aid attorneys had been trying to convince Abdullah that his only defense in this was to claim that he was insane in the brain, he doesn't remember, and he'll get sent probably to a psychiatric institute, and eventually he'll be filtered out and fall through the cracks. The DTs arrested him, or it would have been uh, arrest by Eric Adams live at 5 with the Rolls-Royce driving best friend of his, the very suspect, Brooklyn Bishop Lamar Miller. Now, Lou, let's go through the laundry list of all the items that he is claiming that he was robbed of, that he is filing with his insurance company. Imagine what idiots at an insurance company would give this guy a policy who did time, federal time, for extortion and shakedowns. $390,000 he spent on a Cuban link chain, $200,000 on a men's gold chain, $125,000 on his wedding ring. $75,000 Rolex watch, $75,000 Cavalier watch, $50,000 men's wedding ring, $25,000 Episcopal ruby and diamond ring, $25,000 Episcopal diamond ring, $25,000 pair of earrings, $20,000 diamond and emerald cross, $20,000 Episcopal ring, $20,000 Episcopal cross. You would think the wannabe Catholics, the Episcopalians, would kick this guy out. What a fraud. You know, if they ever make an arrest, the likelihood is probably they won't. But if they ever make an arrest, this is all going to come apart. (laughs) And what did the mayor do? Instead of, you know, saying, hey, you know, this this don't look good. The over-under point spread in the streets, especially in Canarsie, is he's ripping off the insurance company. And he's, he's got three guys doing this for him. But, hey. Let's see where the trail from the 69th Street goes. In fact, here was the reverend describing it, Lou. He was so emotional, so traumatized. And when I see them come into the sanctuary with their guns, I told everybody, get out. Everybody just get out. You know, took my watch, took my jewelry, took my bishop's ring, took my wedding band, and then they took my bishop's cross. Yeah, and he was moaning and groaning. He's been moaning and groaning ever since. You know, Dominic Carter at night has said, definitely, it's a ripoff for the insurance money. I gave him the benefit of the doubt on day one because I know Canarsie. I mean, a lot of thugs there, a lot of uh, gun thugs there. But I'm beginning to agree with Dominic Carter and a lot of the other folks out there. Also, the other story, Lou, was remember the guy opening up the bodega. We saw the video of the car going right across the median in the South Bronx hitting him. It threw him in the air. He was knocked on the ground. They took his fanny pack, and then they took off, but they came back, and then they pulled his uh, his uh, jeans down and his BVDs in the fruit of the loom, and they were looking for something else. They grabbed it. They took off. Still no arrest. It was reported. Hey, this is interesting because Lydia Serrani, Bronx, Bronx girl, brought this to my attention. And I said, well, it's either one or two things. The reason that they targeted him, he had a fanny pack on. And in a fanny pack, you're either carrying money 
or you're carrying guns. Uh, if you're in the hood and you got a fanny pack, nine times out of ten, you're carrying a gun. That's why you do stop and frisk. But naturally, the mayor and police commissioner, Sewell, won't let the cops do their job. If I were a copper, any time I saw a fanny pack, especially on uh, males, young males, man, I- I'm doing a stop and frisk. I'm doing a jump out right there. Uh, Now, my theory was it may have been money for the bodega because he had been the closer in the bodega the night before. And you don't keep the money in the bodega because there are a lot of break-ins into bodegas through the back, uh, through the roof, through the front. It doesn't matter. They even will steal ATM machines in the bodega uh, and drag them out and put them on the back of a pickup truck. And they don't care. They'll wave. They'll wave at the uh, CCTV cameras. It doesn't bother them. So it's starting to look more and more now. Like these guys, these three guys who uh, hit him in the car, left him for dead, came back twice uh, like um, like buzzards in the desert to strip his carcass clean. This may have been involved in some kind of a criminal enterprise, either to rob him of cash or they knew he was carrying a Thule. Now let's go to Newark. We cannot exempt the mayor, Raj Baraka. Because you may have remembered, uh, and in fact, it wasn't the lead story uh, in the news. But Governor Half in the Bag Murphy, you know, who calls all of you knuckleheads, uh, why you didn't elect Sid O'Reilly is beyond me, you're all masochists, barely got reelected, Half in the Bag, right, is vacationing in Italy at his palazzo, his $25 million palace. You haven't seen hide nor hair of him. Maybe it's better for you folks in New Jersey that Murphy ain't around. But it was a few months ago that Murphy said, we want to dissolve the Waterfront Commission. That's existed for 70 years uh, between New Jersey and uh, New York to keep organized crime out because they still got their their beaks in the trough. And Mayor Baraka has now said, we will make the Port of Newark the largest in the nation, superseding L.A. and Long Beach, the other two large ports, so we can get more super container ships in there. Watch the whining, dining, and pocket lining. And mentioning organized crime, it is very fitting, Lou, that we play a cut of Paul Servino in the passing as he played Paul Rivario, head uh, of the Lucchese crime family in Canarsie in East New York, in that famous scene with Henry Hill. Okay. I don't want any more of that. What are you talking about? Just stay away from the garbage, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about what you did inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now. From now, here, and now. Holly, why would I want to get into that? Don't make a jerk out of me. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I want to talk to you about Jimmy. You got to watch out for him. He's a good earner, but he's wild. Takes too many chances. No, I know that. I know Jimmy. You think I would take chances like Jimmy? And Tommy, he's a good kid, too, but he's crazy. He's a cowboy. He's got too much to prove. No, I know. You've got to watch out for kids like this. Yeah, I know what they are. I only use them for certain things. Believe Listen, me, you don't have I to worry. I ain't going to get by Gribbs. You understand? Gribbs is 70 years old and the guy's going to die in prison. I don't need that. So I'm warning everybody. Everybody. Could be my son, could be anybody. Gribbs got 20 years just for saying hello to some who was sneaking behind his back selling junk. I don't need that. Ain't going to happen to me. You understand? Uh huh. You know that you're only out early because I got you a job. Yeah. And I don't need this heat. Understand that? Uh-huh. And you see anybody f***ing around with this you're going to tell me, right? Yeah. That means anybody. All right. Yeah? Yeah. You know, that could have been, Lou, and you know this well, that could have been Bernard McGurk having a sit-down with Sid Rosenberg when he returned from Florida and he was being given the job 
of his life. He had had so many setbacks. In fact, when I took Sid Rosenberg out with the Guardian Angels on patrol, Brownsville, never ran, never will, Junior Street, right? Uh, took him uh, on the L train, lousy line. He was looking at spots from high on the L, and he was saying, you know, I used to score drugs there in East New York. He used to score, score drugs there like Joe Pepitone. Joe Pepitone became a pillhead. He would be seen in East New York. People would say, what the hell is he doing here? Scoring drugs. Hey, Sid, he was hardcore. I could just imagine that was Bernard McGurk playing the role of Paul Ivario there with Henry Hill, smacking Sid and saying, hey, now that you're back, now that we have a chance to be the number one talk program in New York City, which they are now, you got to stay away from the junk. Oh, yeah, and he has. And that's why they're number one, second to none. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. You tell me you're in love with me. Like you can't take your pretty eyes away from me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mouseketeer, Britney Spears. Hook's been uh, through all kinds of situations, right, up, down, all around. Now, this has nothing to do with a new husband or an annulment of that recent marriage he had by the uh, Elvis minister and the little white uh, white church in downtown Las Vegas. You know, Lou, you should have stopped me yesterday. You should have stopped me. I was giving that ode to uh, Elton John. He was coming to the end of his Depends tour. Two great performances at MetLife on uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. And he said, you won't see me around here anymore. I'm hanging up my Depends. He's got a few other spots he's touring. And then it's over, right, at 75. I knew. I ne- they never. They never end. What's in the newspaper today? Britney Spears is making her much-anticipated musical comeback by secretly recording... A duet with Sir Elton John of his beloved song, Tiny Dancers. And afterwards, they are planning on going on tour. Damn! Just when I was going to give Elton John credit. Just when I was going to say, Elton John, you know, I I actually liked you uh, better than Liberace. I really did, right? But uh, no. I got stabbed in the back. I'm never going to do this again. Make uh, Give props out to these uh, performers on the Depends tour. We're always claiming it's the last time around. Now we see that Britney Spears is making a comeback with Elton John, and you know they're going on tour. Meantime, the person we never thought we would see in concert again, somebody who has supported the Guardian Angels, if you look at her Facebook, wears a red beret. Although now I notice she made her appearance in a blue beret, maybe she has dissed and dismissed me. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell from Toronto, right? Her and Neil Young had come out of Toronto. She was friends with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, uh, and uh, Crosby. Uh, she was supposed to perform at Woodstock. She couldn't make it, so she told the guys, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, do my song, Woodstock, and you know the rest is history. She's been a great performer, a great songwriter, a great singer. And she was still recovering from an aneurysm in 2015. And she stirred awe and applause when she performed on stage at the Rhode Island show this past weekend for the first time in 53 years. But 
With her aneurysm has come many, many problems. She's barely able to stand. She has a difficult time walking. She's 78 years old. Now think about that. 78 years old and has major problems from an aneurysm. That's one aneurysm. Then we talked last week uh, during the lunchtime edition here at WABC about the Game of Thrones starlet, Amelia Clark, who recently in a BBC interview said that she had had two aneurysms and that it caused her to no longer be able to remember her lines at times, forget things in the past, mumble sometimes. She says, look, I- I'm not what I used to be. She's like, what, 40 years old. And it all leads us to President Joe Biden. They did a poll in Scranton, right? You know, hey, well, hometown is Scranton. Even in Scranton, his approval rating is down at about 30%. I mean, even Scranton has thrown in the towel and said, hey, uh, Papa Joe Biden, uh, Papa Julio Joe Biden, toss in the towel. It's over. No mas, no mas. And people don't realize when we see him stumbling and bumbling and failing to remember He had two aneurysms in 1988, two, not one, two. Just like Amelia Clark recently had, and she acknowledges she's not the same. You know what I think this needs, uh, Lou? This needs Dr. Peter Mikolos. Give an observation. He's always a regular fixture on the Live at Five show of John Katsimatidis and his roundtable discussion. He's always on at the end of that. Maybe John can get him to comment on Amelia Clark having uh, two aneurysms, Joni Mitchell having had an aneurysm, both of them acknowledging it's impaired them, and the president who was seen today with his uh, trusty um, German Shepherd. In fact, that's commander. When all else fails, I guess uh, the president is sitting there and commander is at his side and he's saying, you know, he's, this is why he's man's best friend. He's the only one left. Oh, by the way, did you see the one million? Wait, the ten million dollar rare 1952 Mickey Mantle card. You know, I used to collect cards, Mickey Mantle cards. I do flipsies, topsies to try to get your Mickey Mantle cards or your Willie Mays cards. Man, I got to look through that Florsheim uh, box of any of those cards that are left. Ten million dollars for a Mickey Mantle card. Well, guess what? Speaking baseball, Subway Series tonight. That's right. You're going to have uh, Judge versus uh, Alonzo. We'll see what Michigan this leads to. But you want to see good old-fashioned old-time baseball. You've got an opportunity to do it free of charge this weekend, Saturday, July 30th. First, it's going to be the WABC All-Stars. Uh, the people you know, you listen to, and the people behind the scenes, you may have heard their names. Uh, we'll be playing a All-Star team from the NYPD before the main game. July 30th, that's this Saturday. And if you happen to be the seventh caller right now, you're going to win two free tickets to be there. And you could be randomly selected to be the first base coach for our 77 a.m. WABC team of all-stars. The number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. We're the hors d'oeuvres. So that means we're the first game. Then once that game is finished between the WABC All-Stars and the NYPD All-Stars, then the main um, entree takes place between the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, who have the only female in professional baseball. She plays in the outfield. She pitches against the Lancaster Barnstormers. You know, that's the Amish team. 
Uh, they're putting up barns by day, selling cakes, and then they're getting into their horse and buggy carriages with the orange uh, triangles on the back and heading to the North Shore of Staten Island to take on the Ferry Hawks. Win, lose, the draw. Then the post-game fireworks begin. I'll be there. Nancy will be there. John and Margot Katsimatidis, owners of uh, the parent company, Red Apple, and part owners of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks will be there. All you got to do is call 1-800-848-9222, and you get a pair of tickets to be there. The rest of you, come on there anyway. Pay the fare. 